0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. Let me get out of frame a little bit. But this is the Austin's Audit Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Austin Gerkey. Yes, it is Friday. That is the good news. You know what the better news is? This is the last show of the summer schedule, which means starting September 6th, which is Tuesday, the day after Labor Day, this show's heading back into its daily mode. I am super excited. The other good news, although we'll get to all the picks later and I'll give you my thoughts on, because I don't use prompts on this show very often, but if I had one right now and there was a button on here, I'd be pressing it so hard right now. It is the panic button time up in New York. I know it's a six-game lead for the Yankees, but I'm a little iffy on how this team's going to get through September. I hope they make the playoffs. Still, right now, they hold the uh, number two record in the American League. But right now, I had to press the panic button. I am pressing it a little harder. We'll get to that in a second, plus the NASCAR picks. But we're going to get to the big news for this weekend. College football is back! That means, guess what? Plenty of matchups to get to. I'm going to pick the winners for almost all of them. Remember, it is the college basketball rules when it comes to pick. Top 25 only, Uh, unless I just want to spotlight a few of them, like UCLA, Bowling Green. I'm going to take the Bruins on this one, but plenty of other matchups to get to later on in the show. But that's not how we're going to start the show today. The leadoff segment for today is the college football playoff is going to expand to 12. Now I know what you're thinking. Why are they doing it now? Because, you know, it. I read it in the story. You know, I was having lunch when I read this story. But they say they want it. It's going to be in by 2026, but they're advocating for athletic directors and the rest of the playoff committee to, oh, I don't know, try to get it in as early as 2024. Let me give you the early thoughts on the possibility when it happens, whether it's 2024 or, you know how greedy a lot of these athletic directors of all these universities and presidents are? They want more of the money, so... Maybe they might get it in by 2023. Right now, I don't see that happening anytime soon. But let me go ahead, get you guys started on the story, and then I'll give you my thoughts as to how this will all boil down. And then I'll give you the picks. And, of course, I'll wrap up the show with college football. But let me go ahead and, yeah, let's see. So let me read the story about the college football playoff, give you my thoughts on it, and then we'll rattle off the picks here for baseball NASCAR and college football makes its return tomorrow yes there is action today and there was action yesterday like the return of the backyard brawl which you know initial thoughts pretty ugly I mean Keenan Slobus and I did not know TJ Daniels transferred to West Virginia but boy or Graham Harrell was their head coach, but boy, it's going to be a weird, weird season for y'all up in Morgantown, especially if you've got that two-quarterback system going like crazy, but you know what? That's for another day. As far as the playoff expansion, here's how it's going to go. The College Football Playoffs Board of Managers unanimously voted Friday to expand the CFP to 12 teams. Remember, right now it is four Twelve teams in 2026, but it is encouraging the sports commissioners to try to implement it as soon as 2024. So, for all of you who love the four, and by the way, uh, my own personal opinion, it should have been stuck. It should be at eight, not at twelve. Twelve is just to throw my, just to editorialize a little bit. Uh, twelve is too much. I mean, the way they have this structure. I'm going to read this to you. Yeah, I'm going to read this to you as this goes. In what was described as a historic day for college football, the board's 11 presidents and chancellors approved the original 12-team model, which was first made public last summer, includes the six highest-ranked conference champions and six at-large teams. That now means that the group of five thing, it doesn't exist with this 12 team model it does get rid of the group of five you guys will go well no it doesn't Mm, yeah it does because now instead of saying well who's the highest ranking group of five now you're automatically in so let's say for instance san diego state were to win the mountain west and they were the highest ranked you know if they were one of the They will be one of the six. They just need to be ranked higher than the SEC champion, which in my opinion right away will be Alabama, not Georgia. And I'll get to Georgia and Oregon in a second. But, you know, I've got Alabama winning the SEC. I've got Clemson bouncing back in a hurry to win the ACC. In the battle for the Pac-12, it'll come down to UCLA and Oregon. Oregon... Oh, Bo Nix is your starter. That's just... Oh, boy, that is not pretty. I'm sorry. From what I've seen of Bo Nix for most of his college career, it's not... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's going to come down to Oregon and at least if the Bruins can get it right or USC, it's going to come down to the one of the L.A. schools who will win the... I don't think they have divisions anymore. I think the Pac-12 got rid of those. But if it's Oregon and uh, USC in the top two, I'm going to go with USC. Because they just have more talent. And I do think Lincoln Riley will revive that offense a little bit more. However, let's see. Uh, There are still quite a few issues that have to be resolved. Some very obvious logistical issues. Uh, to do that have to be resolved, but our hope is that we can get the commissioners to move on this as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. We have asked our commissioners and management committee to explore the possibility of beginning the 12-team playoff before the 2026 season in either 2024 or 2025. So, for all of you who love four, um, you're still gonna get, you're still gonna get it for at least two more years. I believe this year the playoff games are gonna be in Phoenix and Atlanta. Or not Atlanta, because the uh, the Peach Bowl was last year. It was, yeah, it was the Cotton Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. Those are your four, I believe. Those are your playoff uh, spots for this year, I believe, because you had the Peach Bowl. No? I'm sorry, I'm blanking out a little to see where. Because I know Alabama and since I know the Orange Bowl was. Yeah, it was the Orange Bowl and Cotton Bowl. Yeah, because I know the Orange Bowl was the playoff spot last year where uh, Georgia beat Michigan. I'm trying to figure out. Because I know Alabama beat Cincinnati. I was trying to figure out whether that was in Atlanta or uh, Dallas. I think it was. I think it was Dallas. Anyway, uh, for this year, it's the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. If not the Peach Bowl, then it's the Cotton Bowl, is the other spot. But for the people that love the four team playoff, you're going to have it for at least two more years. And then maybe if these greedy little chancellors that want more money for these schools so that they can realign later, they're going to find a way to get this thing ready to go by 2024 if they had it their way. But anyway, let me read a little bit more and then I'm going to go ahead and straight to the picks. The 10 FBS commissioners and Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbuck will meet next Thursday in Irving, Texas to begin discussions on the possibility of implementing the format as early as 2024. The rankings of the teams will continue to be determined by the CFP collect Selection Committee, which will remain largely unchanged. The four highest ranking conference champions will be seated 1 through 4. With each receiving a first-round buy, teams seeded 5 through 12 will play each other in the first round on either the second or third weekend of December. Ah! See, that is now interesting. Because when I first read this, and I first read the format of how this would go, I'm thinking, okay, uh, you basically now have 12 teams, and you use all six of the bowls to get to the final four well now the model actually makes sense the top four get a bye and then five through twelve have to play and then so on and so forth with all these other playoff formats four plays five two plays three etc. cetera and etc. cetera but now that actually makes sense uh, the quarterfinals and semifinals will be played at the bowl games on a rotating basis and the championship game will be a neutral site as under the current four-team format. So it's going to be the quarterfinals and semifinals will be the same as it would be if it was the four-team format. So my guess is for the five through 12 formats, they're going to probably use camp on-campus sites. It'll probably be for the higher seed. And then once you get to the quarterfinal rounds then it's just the Bulls on a rotating basis and then you do like you do with the national championship like it's been since 2014 but in reality they needed to start with eight because eight would have made more sense because you'd still would have at least the top two play each other but by extending it to 12 that now means if you're one in the top four, you basically have an advantage, an unfair advantage at that, because now you get a week, you get a week off without even having to play. Now, if you win the SEC, like say Alabama would under this format, eh, okay, you might need it because you get a week off. But otherwise, that's that's the big news. The college football playoff is going to expand to 12. It's just going to take me. May- two to three years at the most until it's implemented. We'll find out on Thursday. Meanwhile, that is your top headline. Let's go ahead and get to the NASCAR picks because that's the one pick I don't have to make using my phone. Uh, the playoffs are underway with the Southern 500 this Sunday, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific on NB... actually know it's on USA, which is part of NBC Universal, but still. 6... Eastern, 3 Pacific on USA Network. Check your local listings. Um, As far as who will be winning this race, remember it is playoff time, so let me refresh everybody again. If you have a... If one of the 16 playoff eligible drivers wins at Darlington, which according to my pick, will, um, if one of those 16 does win, either at Richmond or not Richmond, Darlington, Bristol, and I forgot the middle race. Let me see. Just when I think I don't have my, I don't need my phone. I always need it. All of a sudden, let me get out of here very quickly. Do 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 do. Ba, 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 da, ba. Let me check the sketch. We'll see what the middle race is. Kansas, there you go. So if a playoff eligible driver wins this weekend at Darlington, next week at Kansas, or two weeks from now at Bristol, they automatically advance into the next round. Whereas if you're not a non-playoff eligible driver and you win, then it becomes a point race for everybody else. As far as who am I going to pick to win... I'm going to go with the regular season champion and the guy with a 33-point cushion heading into Darlington. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott to win, make his mark as the championship favorite, and be the first one to advance into the round of 12. If you're looking for a backup driver to choose, if Chase Elliott were to wreck early or get a Darlington stripe that ruins his tires, Go with Denny Hamlin, the go, Yeah, go with Denny Hamlin. If he wins, then he's in. But either way, for this primary pick, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott to win at Darlington and be the first driver to advance into the round of 12 for the NASCAR playoffs. With that said, let's get to the baseball picks for this weekend. Remember, there are six games or six series to watch for this weekend. Yes, I'm going to throw in one on Monday because I won't be in on Monday. The daily stuff will start Tuesday. So I'm going to go ahead. Let's see how much time I have left. Okay, cool. Then I have enough time to do this. Let's get to the baseball side of things. A lot of these games are getting underway now. Of course, Yankees raise number one. The Rays, because of the Yankees stumbling, have now chipped into that lead. It is now six games in the AL East for the Yankees. And it's just getting a little shaky for me. You know, I am pressing the... I'm tapping the panic button. I wasn't doing this two months ago, but I'm tapping it because outside of Aaron Judge, everybody's hitting under 250. DJ LeMay, who last I heard, especially during the Anaheim Series, is hitting 224. He's batting leadoff tonight uh just it's just been rocky since the trade deadline and i'm i'm getting really nervous about how this team's gonna look in october or even if they're gonna make it at all now do i think they'll collapse i eh, i hope not because if they do it will be devastating but if i don't think they do i don't think they will but you never know this is how baseball plays out Yankees Rays series number one the A's and the Orioles not because of the A's but the Orioles are Right there. They're hanging in there for that third wild card spot, which is held by Toronto right now uh, so Yankees Rays A's Orioles the Mets and the Nationals the Mariners and the Guardians a pair of playoff teams the Mariners are holding the, four, the five spot in the American League wildcard, while the Guardians hold the third seed in the Central. So once again, Yankees, Rays, A's, Orioles, Mets, Nationals, Mariners, and Guardians. Let's see, one, two, yeah, one, two, three, four uh the Braves and the Marlins all cuz I do believe with the Yankees kind of stumbling as far as they go Atlanta has taken over as one of the four best team one of the three best teams right now in baseball so that's series number 5 and then of course of course being out here in southern california you can't not do a sports show without talking about the team that's got the fr- that's first to 90 wins, and that is the Dodgers taking on the Padres, who really since the Tatis suspension have been just as bad as the Yankees because they've slid down to the third NL wildcard spot behind the Braves and the Phillies. But anyway, these are the six series to watch again. Yankees Rays, A's Orioles, Nationals Mets, Mariners and the Guardians, Marlins and the Braves, and the Padres and the Dodgers. Oh, and by the way, before I get to the college football segment, congratulations, Angel fans, for the two wins this week. You still lost the season series 4-2, to and had it not been for two Ohtani home runs, one on Monday and one on Wednesday on top of Patrick Sandoval's performance on Wednesday and Suarez's performance on Monday. You wouldn't have won that series, and you shouldn't have, but congratulations. You did get two wins off us, and they were both in Anaheim. And like I said early in the week, I even said this off-air, and I'm going to say it again. I was not surprised that the Angels took two or three because the Yankees have just been that average of a team up to this point, so with the time I have left, because I'm almost up to 20 minutes here on the show, I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys the college football picks for this weekend. Yes, I, I know, I'm, I promised my baseball fans Labor Day, but eh. no, Labor Day's for college football. Let's go ahead, get you guys ready to go. We got games tonight. Let's go into the top. Let's go to the rest of FBS here. We do have games on tonight. Uh, Western Michigan and Michigan State are underway right now. I'm taking the Spartans. Uh, Otherwise, I'll take Illinois over Indiana and Colorado over TCU. So those are today's games. As far as tomorrow, let's get right to this thing. Uh, let's see, Thursday's games, Wake Forest beat VMI 44-10, to 10. okay. Alrighty, let's get to it right now for Saturday's games. Now, under every other circumstance, I'd be doing the top 25 and that would be it. But since this is the first weekend of the college football season, let me go ahead and give you the matchups I'm looking forward to for this weekend. Let's start. I know this is just a random one, but not because of any intrigue, but because yeah, it's something. Early in the mor, it's something early in the morning you can pop on if you have the Pac-12 network. UCLA over Bowling Green. I'm gonna take the Bruins over the Falcons there. Oregon over Georgia in the 12:30 slot. That game is on ABC, part of the Chick-fil-A kickoff. That game will be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Hot Atlanta. And I've been bashing Oregon all day. I've not taken Alabama. I've taken Alabama to win the SEC. Sorry, Bulldog fans. But I know you're the champs. But you got to prove it again and again and again. And I don't know if Georgia, especially now that, Dave Lan- that Dan Lanning or Dave Lanning is over in Eugene now, I don't know if that Georgia defense can continue the dominance that it had a year ago. So I'm going to go ahead and take Georgia to win this game. I just don't think they're going to win the SEC. That's about it. I think Georgia's going to win the East. But when they get to Atlanta for the SEC title game, I'm going to take Alabama again. Uh, Speaking of Alabama, they're taking on Utah State later on in the day. I've got Alabama rolling easily. Let me go even further Cincinnati and Arkansas A pair of top 25 teams No Desmond Ritter for the Bearcats anymore Desmond Ritter is in Atlanta Speaking of which But I'm going to go With Arkansas It's going to be a big weekend for the SEC San Diego State Over Arizona Ole Miss over Troy BYU over South Florida USC over Rice Still the four o'clock. Now I'm in the afternoon window, the late window. Notre Dame and Ohio State. Where is? Where is um? Florida and Utah, because this is the that's the matchup I really, really. There it is. Utah and Florida. That game in Gainesville. This is the one SEC Pac-12 matchup where I do actually think the Pac-12 team has a chance. I'm going to go with the Utes. Go Utes. Utah in Florida. Let's see who's favored in that game. Utah by two and a half. I'm going to go Utah 24-21 in Gainesville. Hits the perception of the SSEC, the Super Southeastern Conference. And at least gives some light to the Pac-12. Otherwise, let's go to the After Dark games. I'm going to go with Ohio State over Notre Dame. CJ Stroud looks like to be the Heisman favorite right now. Let's go ahead and ride with that. Let's see who's favored. Ohio State by 16. I think it'll be a little shorter than that. I'm going to go Ohio State 28 Notre Dame 20 so it'll be eight points it'll cover you the way otherwise let's see Oregon State over Boise State and Hawaii over Western Kentucky so those are my picks again for my Aztec fans San Diego State over Arizona that game is on CBS part of the 12:30 window which is weird because usually that's set up for the SEC but that will be it for the show. But once again, those are all your picks. Remember Utah over Florida and Alabama over Utah State and Georgia over Oregon and forget? Georgia over Oregon and Ohio State over Notre Dame. If there are any games in that list you need to remember, those are the ones. With that said, I'm going to lock off I'm um, Log off. Log off for the show for today. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podvine. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to this show on Spotify, Apple, if you know the trick, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, SoundCloud, Podvine, and wherever else you can find this Lovely show. You can watch this show on Rumble.com. Just search for the username A.D. That is A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that is A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. Please make sure that search is up to channels, not videos, and click subscribe. And right now, you'll have all 403 episodes of the podcast. Again, that is episode 403 for this lovely show you can follow this show on social media either on its Facebook page just search for the Austin's Audit podcast you can also search for this show on Instagram by either following me directly at Austin Spamante that's a-u-s-t-i-s-p-a-m-a-n-t-i again that's a-u-s-t-i-s-p-a-m-a-n-t-i on Instagram you can also search for the show's hashtag which is hashtag the Austin's Audit podcast Again, that's hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast. I'm trying to get this under the gun. And, and, and one more thing. If you want post episode interaction, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Gerke, Just to talk some poop. Anyway, with that said, you can tell how excited I am right now because, again, starting. Next Tuesday, that is in four days from now, this show returns back to its daily format. So with that said, thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerkey. Peace out. Have a great weekend. And I'll see you guys Tuesday.